Welcome to ADHD is Over, a new podcast on a seemingly old label that we're going to be peeling off. Join my wife, Tatiana, and I as we journey with our family, the Wyden family, through the land of confusing information. We're going to visit both sides and let you decide because the power is with you. Welcome to ADHD is Over. Hello and welcome back. My guest today is Anne Hintz. At 19 years old, Anne woke up one morning to find her own mother dead in her bathroom. 20 years later, the tears from that trauma were still just under the surface. Over the years, Anne found the simple technique that helped her to release these emotions. But she went further and can now put her awareness inside her own body, which she calls insight or inward sight. Anne has found that seeking out our truth, what we truly feel and accepting those feelings is the key to inner peace. Anne is the author of the book, A Pathway to Insight, which details her journey and breaks down the steps she took to attain what she calls insight or the ability to see within the body. Anne also has a YouTube channel where she shares her journey, explains the connection between the physical and the spiritual, and posts videos of how to change the pressing issues of our time. One statement that caught my attention was this. What I have found is that when I experience a thought, or even when I feel one coming, that I do not want to think, I notice myself moving to avoid the thought. Now, this isn't an awareness that I have had until recently, because I was never aware of thoughts as they arose before. But I am now and have noticed this response. So I believe this is probably what is happening on a subconscious level in kids with ADHD. I'm excited to welcome my guest today, Anne Hintz. Hello, Anne. Ord. And I always roll with anything, any punches. If there's a delivery man that shows up or a dog is barking, it's fine. It's part of life. Good. You know? I've got dogs, so good. Oh, yeah. Same here. It's all good. It's all good. Okay. So you can hear me okay like this, right? Yeah. Great. I can hear you very well. So here we go. And recording. Okay. So I'm really excited to uh, welcome my guest, Anne Hintz. Hello, Anne. Hi. It's great to be here. Looking forward to it. Me too. Me too. I love that statement. And I know I just read it, but I just want to talk about it. So uh, it seems like that you've, uh, through self-reflection and through obviously experience and growth and, and working, uh, uh, you know, with, with your awareness of going inside, there's an awareness that stuck out to me that uh, you said you believe it might be what's happening on a subconscious level with kids. Could you say a little bit more about that? Well, I've, I've come to the, the place where I'm very aware of what's happening inside my body. And, and I've noticed like in the morning when I wake up, um, that perhaps there's a thought coming that I really don't want to feel. And, and I notice that I move, I will have a sudden movement and I can connect that back to, oh, I, I really didn't want to have to feel that thought, the emotions around that thought, maybe it's guilt or regret or something like that. And I notice my body move and, it, and it's trying to avoid it. So it's really interesting for me when I connected those two together. Yeah. And it's, I've experienced it multiple times. 
That's very interesting because if you look at younger kids, right, maybe they're not necessarily having a, a complete thought or, but it's more of a, a feeling or a sensation that they're in the classroom and something is confronting them and they need to go outside, for example, right? Yes. I mean, they're, they're probably just not wanting to feel it and because it feels uncomfortable and they probably don't know what to do with it because we've not been taught that it's okay to actually feel these feelings because we've been programmed to suppress a lot of the emotions that we feel through those early years, especially. Yeah, that's, that's great because, you know, in, in, as a younger child may not have the thought, but may have the feeling, right? The feeling of discomfort or anticipation, anxiety, whatever. Uh, I love that, that uh, it's, 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 it's essentially it's a hypothesis right now that we're discussing here between you and I, but I know that I've interviewed some high level experts who are pointing at that with the nervous system, the brain, you know, the, the nervous system being in defense mode and, and you can't really process, you know, say learning algebra in the classroom when you're processing a divorce at home, you know, as an example, things like yes. that. Yes. Yeah. That's a, that's a, a good example. Yes. There's just so much going on. It's so uncomfortable inside. And, you know, in those early years, these kids are living in their subconscious mind so that they're really not aware of a lot of what's happening and they can't they don't know how to connect the dots because it's it's just living inside of them yeah and you have an interesting uh past when i say interesting i always talk about you know we all have issues and traumas right that sort of can either become a detriment to our being or it can become a, a, an opportunity to grow right and i think you're one of those examples an inspiring example of dealing with uh, something in the past that was uh, an intense trauma. And I'd love for you to just tell the story yourself um, to our listeners. Sure. And I totally agree. When we have trauma in childhood, it gives us the potential within ourselves to, to actually expand in the opposite direction. So yeah, like everyone, um, I had traumas in childhood. Both my parents were alcoholic. Um, I felt like I lived in hell at the time. I used to say that to myself, this is hell. And uh, when I was 19, I went, I woke up one morning, went to the bathroom and found my mother dead um, in the bathroom. And that was a huge trauma. Um, I didn't realize how much of that I suppressed at the time. So when I was in my late 30s, I had two young boys and I was a stay at home mom. I should not have been very stressed, but I went to my doctor and he asked me on a scale of zero to 10 what my stress level was. And it was an eight. And he was surprised. That's actually why he asked me in the first place. But I knew immediately it was because the tears from that event 20 years earlier was still so close to the surface because I hadn't dealt with them. And so he used this technique with me. It's called EFT. It's short for emotional freedom technique, often called tapping. He used it with me for about 15 minutes and I walked away from his office being able to tell the story of her death with no emotions arising. And to me, it felt magical because I'd been living it with, with it for so long. And it was a real relief. It, you know, physically, I felt the lightness that it had created. So I went home and um, a day or two later, um, we had a 17 year old cat that need daily saline shots. And I hated shots of any kind. And I tried it the first day and my hand was shaking so much that I knew I wasn't gonna be able to do it on a daily basis. So I thought, well, this is a good time to check it out. So I used EFT tapping. I learned how to do it. It's very easy to learn. And I tapped about my fear of hurting my cat, my fear of injections, memories I had about injections. And then the 
the needle just slid right in and my hand didn't shake one iota and it was just amazing and every day after that it was totally fine so I knew it was a really powerful technique so I started using it uh, every day on whenever I felt emotional whether something came up I would I would tap I would possibly go to the bathroom and tap because it looks a little weird to begin with <laughs> and um and then I wrote down all the traumas I could remember from childhood I couldn't necessarily remember a lot because I think I had suppressed a lot of my childhood but as you tap things come up again so I worked on one of them each night for about an hour to an hour and a half I was really determined <laughs> for things to change and as I did this my mind started to quiet which was really nice and at, at some point during that, I really, I could look back and see that the voice in my head, the one that criticized myself, the one that criticized other people, it was my dad. It was his words. And I was just programmed with them and I was repeating them in my head. So it was really nice to get to the point where he was no longer in my head. And um, I, came, I became quite calm and quiet. And I'd seen all these other mothers at school who seemed like they were so calm and peaceful and that's what I wanted. So it was really nice to, um, to, be, to start getting that way myself. Wow, that reminds me of a quote that uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton said when I interviewed him. He said that ADHD is not really a hardware problem, it's a programming problem. So it's not the brain that is broken, but it's what's been what it's been programmed with, right? In the environment. And like you said, your dad was your dad was in your head. It was like a tape running. And then you would behave a certain way or take certain actions in life based on that tape. And it sounds like you were able to quiet that down, get rid of it. It sounds, you know, maybe yeah. it's always going to be there back there with the wall with muted, right? I think it's always going to be part of you, but it's muted now. Well, there was no emotion attached to it. So I look at it through the law of attraction. Now, a lot of people have heard of the law of attraction from programs like The, um, the Secret. Um, but it's not all, I don't think it's all given away in that, in that movie. So law of attraction is working all the time, every second of every day. So what, it, what we're getting in life right now is a result of the signal that we've been emitting in the past. So our whole body is part of this signal. And like, it's, it's obvious really, right? If, if someone is six foot eight and walks into a room, they're gonna attract people talking about their height, right? So that's our physical exterior is part of our signal. But in my experience, the biggest part of the signal is that history that's stored inside of us. And when it's stored inside of us with emotion, it has a bigger charge. So if we, like if I let, all the charge around my dad, all the history with my dad go, there's no longer a charge inside of me. So it's no longer part of my signal. So I'm no longer attracting things in my life that want, that allow me to feel the same way. Mm. So definitely life changes. Wow. Now, let me ask you, this charge, right, that's inside your body, and I talked to Dr. Bessel van der Kolk about that, uh, you know, because we were talking about how trauma or that charge gets stored in the body, right? And would you say, what would you say, what disorder would you say you could have been or would have been diagnosed with if you hadn't learned how to tap and, and, and discharge that out of your body? What, what disorders come up in your right now uh, hearing that, that you could have been diagnosed as an adult 
Well, definitely PTSD, for sure. Um, mm -hmm. Probably anxiety, which kind of goes along with that. Um, yeah, and, and I, I knew I had that. I mean, because I could tell wherever I go, I was, I, was, I was afraid a lot. I was scared of things that would happen um, yeah. or things that might happen. Um, so, yeah. It's just interesting to me that, you know, we have all these disorders that we, um, we say we have, right? I'm just playing with that word, but they're all made up but they're based on behaviors, right? So how you were behaving perhaps was skittish or, you know, anxious, fearful, right? Whatever that looked like. And then from the outside, it would look like, oh, that person must have X, Y, Z, right? Right. And, and what I'm hearing is that through a simple technique, of tapping, you were able to, in other words, you were able to dissolve your behaviors that would have been symptoms that would have been labeled as a disorder. Oh, absolutely. Yes. It's totally just a label for a series of symptoms. Yeah. Wow. And so I would like to do uh, in a little while, uh, a, a tapping, uh, you know, example that you could lead us through a little exercise and uh, you, you agreed uh, graciously to to perhaps narrate it a little bit since this is not a, a visual medium here on the podcast. So hopefully that'll be of some benefit to parents. But before we go there, connect for me how your book came about and this this insight on insight, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So using EFT tapping was just the first step for me. What it did is it took me from a place where I had so much resistance inside of me that I didn't even know how I felt if someone asked me, how do you feel? Um, it took me from that place to becoming aware of, of how I was feeling, of the emotions that I was feeling. And from there, it took me to the awareness of the physical sensations underneath the emotions, right? Each emotion is just a word, right? The name anger. But underneath that, there could be um, tension in the solar plexus, there could be tension in the jaw, maybe tension in the fists, right? So those are the physical sensations underneath the emotion. So when I got to that place where I could feel the physical sensations, I used a different technique that I call feeling your feelings, where I'd actually hold myself as a statue once I could feel that tension in my body. I would hold myself right with that tension so that I could actually experience that tension and let it dissipate, which it will do if you allow it to be there. So I started doing that more and more as well. And then at some point I got to the place where I could hold my awareness actually inside my body, um, which was to me was the beginning of insight. It took me a long time to realize the connection between that and the word insight. But at this point, I can hold my awareness inside my face. I can hold the, the awareness on the tension in my connective tissue. And I'm doing the same thing as I was doing on the outside. I'm holding my awareness on the tension and allowing it to be, and then it will dissipate. Mm. So I've just gone from the outside. I've gone from the words, which we use with tapping, with EFT, to then the, the physical sensations, to then the inner, inner tension. Mm, yeah, yeah. And you were talking about the physical, let's say underneath pain, you have a physical tension. You also have seen you or not seen, but you witnessed right on in, in your own body, you've actually changed the structure of your jaw, I believe, or your skull, right? My whole skull. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I can actually hear 
and feel the release of the connective tissue. And, and at times I have felt the release of the bones. So with this new x-ray, which was really fun to, um, to see, it's like, yeah, my whole jaw has, has shifted. It was way off to one side and it's, it's centered. And um, yeah, the, I mean, my eye sockets have aligned. I, I didn't know any of this was possible, especially just with focused awareness. So it's very powerful. We have this amazing power within us that anyone can achieve. It just, it just takes some work. Wow. And I know you have some x-rays that I'd love to link to if we can in the show notes for people to see that. Because when I saw that, I was like, whoa, you mean you actually physically shifted your, your part of your skull, your jaw, like, you know, your eye sockets, uh, things like that. I'd never seen anything like that. So I think that's amazing. Yeah, I'd never, I'd never seen anything like that either. <laughs> I didn't know it was possible. So it, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, talk to me about the connective tissue. So the connective tissue is essentially what holds the, the tension of the, the trauma, the emotional aftermath of a trauma. It's in the connective tissue, which of course pulls the, holds the bones together and all that. And so- the Yeah, the connective tissue- there is throughout our whole body it's it's everywhere it's it's it it whole it's within our bones it's within our muscles it's in our skin it's it's pretty much everywhere in our body and it's piezoelectric it has an electric quality to it so i didn't know any of this when i started um, i worked out after a while that eft it's working through the meridian system of the body which is part of chinese medicine and, and i found out that the meridian system is actually through the connective tissue. But it wasn't until I went inside and could actually feel and hear this release that I did some research and realized that it must be the connective tissue that I am releasing. And it's also the connective tissue that I'm moving my awareness through. So I actually think that um, that's how our soul is tied into the body. Um, and it's, it's our ego expresses through this tension that we're holding these um, blockages that we're holding in our connective tissue. Sounds a little bit like a mental acupuncture, right? Yes. <laughs> no needles, <laughs> but just sh needle sharp focus on or awareness on attention. Yes, that's a good way of putting it. It is needle sharp focus. I, I am focusing um, I call it pinpoints, like with a pinpoint um, inside. Yeah, and, and that focus, uh, to begin with the EFT tapping, you're still focusing, but you're starting to hone your focus. So you're, start, you're focusing on words at that point, mm -hmm. and, and then the focus becomes the emotion and the physical sensations, and then uh, you can move inside the body. So I just had an interesting thought. So you're going to show us a little bit, or we're going to hear you do an EFT tapping little exercise. Now, I have a wife that's upstairs right now with excruciating back pain. And if this has come from emotional, from stress in the last week. We've had some issues with our son at school. Uh, we're working through that. Uh, you and I had planned to, to do this podcast sooner, and that didn't work out because of that. So there's many things flying around. But um, so what could I do now going to my wife after the interview? What could I suggest to her? Or, or, or is, this, is this going to be part of the EFT tapping? Or is there anything else that I could bring to her? Yeah, well, there's a couple of different aspects to this, right? There's firstly, how you feel about your wife's excruciating back pain. 
And that would be something that if I was you, I would work on first, right? And even with when we have yeah. children who are going through things, right? Even if, if they're anxious or playing up in any way, there's always an aspect of us involved in that, right? Maybe we're feeling stressed, we're feeling embarrassed, whatever it is we're feeling, that's our part of the equation that we can always work on first. Yeah, so uh, that's interesting what just came up to me was a little bit like annoyance, like I'm annoyed that she's out, you know, I'm annoyed that now I have to like take care of her. Um, I'm irritated that um, there's constantly some from, something for me to do and interrupt my work. So I've been a little annoyed and, and irritated myself, if I may be very honest. That's great. That's, that's totally what we need to do is find our truth. And a lot of times we hide it, right? Because we don't want people to know that we're feeling annoyed about about our spice or whatever so yes yeah, so that is what so we could we could tap on that mm, interesting and this would be me tapping on me first on that yes so we could use that as our demo if you like uh yeah i think that'd be great and perhaps if if you're a parent listening to this uh you know I, I, as a parent of a child who supposedly has this disorder adhd um, there is a lot of irritation, there's a lot of frustration, annoyance, you know, and so forth. So perhaps if you're listening, you can hold that in your space, right? That the parent, you, you can do some tapping on that first. And then obviously there's tapping to be done with children, right? So I just want to set the context. This is not about me right now and my wife, but really for anyone to just to hold space for their own irritation, annoyance, whatever is there. Okay, so give yourself on a scale of zero through 10, how annoyed would you say you are? Maybe a seven, seven and a half. Okay, so then we start off by tapping on the karate chop point of the hand, which is the side of the hand that you would hit down on a surface if you were gonna give it a karate chop. So, and we tap um, fairly firmly, but not hard enough to hurt ourselves. We're trying to give an energetic interrupt into the connective tissue of the body. So we just tap with with my left hand, my left four fingers. I'm tapping the karate chop side of my right hand. Is that right? Yes, you can use either hand. It doesn't matter which one you're right. using. So um, and then tapping it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So say after me, even though I'm annoyed that I have to give it some words, say whatever you'd say, even though I'm annoyed. Sure. Even though I'm annoyed that I now have to take care of my wife and disrupt my work. I deeply and truly love and accept myself. I deeply and truly love and accept myself. And we say it three times. So even though I'm annoyed. Even though I'm annoyed that I now have to take care of my wife and I get I deeply in my work. I deeply, I deeply and truly love and accept myself. Love and accept myself. Even, even though, though I'm annoyed to have to take care of my wife and to disrupt my work, I deeply and truly love myself. Okay, and then we start doing the points. So the first top point is the crown point, the very top of the head where the cowlick would be. And we just say something shorter. So I'm annoyed with my wife. I'm annoyed with my wife. And again, we're just tapping gently or firmly, but not too hard. Okay, so we tap about five to seven point times and then we go on to the next point, which is the beginning of the eyebrows. I'm annoyed with my wife. I'm annoyed with my wife. The next point is the bone on the edge of the eye. And I do this one, one finger on each side. Mm -hmm. I'm annoyed with my wife. I'm annoyed with my wife. 
The next point is the bone underneath the eye. I'm annoyed, I'm annoyed with my wife. I'm annoyed with my wife. Next point is under the nose on the upper lip. I'm annoyed with my wife. I'm annoyed with my wife. And I just use one finger here to make sure I get in the middle. And next point is on the chin, in the, the dimple between the lower lip and the chin. I'm annoyed with my wife. The next point is the collarbone point. So the collarbone comes across and down on each side and kind of underneath there, there's a, a little bit of a dimple. I'm annoyed with my wife. I'm annoyed with my wife. And then the last point is about four inches under the armpit. You can use either side where you, your bra strap grows across if you have one. Mm -hmm. I'm annoyed with my wife. I'm annoyed with my wife. And then you take a deep breath. And then you ask yourself again. So on that zero through 10 scale, how annoyed do you feel with your wife? Right now it's more like a four and a half. Okay, so we just did one round of tapping. And what you would do is you would do it again, hmm. do another round and see how it goes. Now, at some point, it might be that another emotion comes up or another thought comes up. And at that point, you can shift to that and tap on that because it's another layer. You've reached another layer. Or you can keep going with the one you're working on until the annoyance is down to a zero, one or two. Yeah. And then you can ask yourself, what's next? What do I feel now? Because something will shift and it's a very much a layer by layer process. Wow. Right? That, that could turn into a tapping marathon of like 48 hours <laughs> of chasing emotions and feelings, right? which is great. Yeah, well, I, when I started going into my traumas, I would do an hour to an hour and a half every evening because, again, I was really determined. But some people, but one of the great things about EFT is that your body gives you feedback so you know that it's working. So you might yawn. A lot of people yawn as they're doing it, which is a sign that energy is releasing from the body. Mm -hmm. Some people burp. Some people get really, really tired and they almost can't hold their eyes open because that's the kind of the ego saying, I don't look here, right? So, um, yeah. And, yeah. and one of the easiest ways is to tell is, is how you're saying something, right? The, the tone of voice, how much energy you're putting into the words, right? If you're saying, I really, really hate something. And as you keep tapping and you let it go, it just becomes, I, I hate whatever it is, right? That the energy has gone out of the voice. Yeah, 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 that's interesting. And so this, this is something that obviously if parents, parents can do this with their children, right? And I'm assuming the child would tap him or herself uh, at the beginning, the parent may show it, but um, I'm assuming that even just doing, I don't know what you did or what I just did, but I'm, my, I'm clear my, my irritation went down like four notches, right? From eight and a half to four and a half. So was it just me focusing on it, me tapping? Was it all of it? It doesn't really matter, but it worked. Right? Yeah, it was allowing it. You were allowing that feeling that you've probably been suppressing. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're now right. with children, sorry, with children, you can definitely do it with them. They can learn how to do it. It's pretty easy for them to learn. Younger children, you can do it on them, right? My, my younger son used to have nightmares and I would go and just 
tap on him. I didn't need to say anything because the emotion was right there. We're only using the words to keep the emotion in the body. So if they're already emotional, don't need to say anything. You can just tap on the points. So I used to tap on him, um, you know, a few rounds, and then he'd say, okay, mom, I'm done. You can go now. And he'd fall back to sleep. Hmm, that's beautiful. Yeah, but, but the kids can definitely learn to do it themselves. They might need a reminder of when to do it. Right? They might not know when they're getting emotional. And they might have res some resistance to doing it at that point too. But the, the parent can always do it. So when we go back to the law of attraction, right? if we're putting off a signal, if we're anxious and that's the signal we're putting off, we're going to hook into their anxiety. If we become calm, we're going to attract a different version of them. So um, it's worth always worth the parent noticing and tapping on themselves if they can't do it with their child. And obviously, this is never to avoid feeling the feelings or to not have emotions but more to not have them get stuck in the body or if they're stuck to release them. This is to totally accept the emotions, right? <laughs> it's to totally accept the emotions. Yeah, we're not, we don't want to try and do anything. I mean, that is obviously the ultimate goal, but in the moment of doing the tapping, we're, we're fully accepting those emotions. Like a lot of us have been told not to hate, right? We grew up with that idea that we shouldn't hate anybody or anything. So we suppressed it. So I would much rather accept that I hate someone and let the hate out of my body than keep it suppressed inside of me, putting off a signal and attracting more things to hate. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I just got that. Yeah. So we are ultimately a magnet, right? In this world of manifestation, we're a magnet sending out signals, attracting what are signal like the aligning the, the lines with the signal. And if we have emotions that are stuck in the body, it's almost like the magnet is dirty and it's attracting other stuff we don't really want or, or I guess that we really don't want to attract or a soul doesn't want to attract, right? Right, where it's attracting the things that we stored in ourselves from, from our programming. So it's, and it's coming back to us. So that's our opportunity to look at it and accept it and let it go so that it's no longer a part of our signal and we can attract something different. One of the really fun things on my past was, was actually feeling, experiencing different thoughts that I had never thought before. Yeah. Because I had changed my signal. So I was, I was attracting new things, which was really fun. That's cool. Yeah. Well, that brought me, that just brought up an interesting thought because talking about emotions, right? Like, in ADHD, there's this saying that, you know, a lot of ADHD kids are highly emotional, they just get emotional outbursts, so they can't control their emotions. And it makes sense with what we just talked about, right? Because a they haven't been, you know, taught or in their family, there hasn't been a release of those, those stuck emotions from traumas. And also, it's maybe not okay to be emotional, right? If it's a family that's like, we don't cry, we don't, you know, we don't hate, we don't, we're not angry people. Let's just keep it all flat line, you know, even keel. Then I would imagine a child grows up and when there is a moment that they just can't hold it back, it comes out so strongly that they're seen as a little cuckoo, you know? Right. It builds up so much. Yeah. And that's along the line of the, you know, call people highly strung. 
Okay, that's yeah. that's kind of similar, and that's that's that tension held in the connective tissue. It's it's there's so much in there. It's so tight that that they react to all sorts of things, which is very similar. Yeah. So so this way of tapping and letting it, we're actually accepting it. We're just accepting it and letting it flow through and it really will exit the body when we accept it it's when we hold it down it just builds and builds and builds so yeah this is kind of like slowly letting the steam out of the kettle <laughs> you know i just want to make sure we all understand that we're not tapping ourselves or our children to avoid emotions or to prevent them or to push them back in but we're really allowing this to be Yes, yes, and we're not, we're not, we're not wanting to express it, like go out and be angry at someone, we're just wanting to feel the anger and experience what does anger feel like in the body, can we just let it, let it be in the body, what does it feel like, well it probably feels pretty yucky, right, there's this tension um, in the body, can we just allow that to express itself, and express right just get out of the body because it will once we've accepted it it will just dissipate and sometimes you've got to actually experience that a few times to realize oh yes yes it really does happen yeah hey, talk to me a little bit about the resistance that you i'm assuming must have had when you first started like your mind distracts you or maybe you questioned it or i mean you you got to a quick dose uh, at the, I believe, doctor that you went to see and, and it worked. But was there, you know, because when I start a new methodology or a new technique, I'm always like, well, is this going to work? I mean, how long do I have to do it? Like, what, how, how am I going to know it's working? All these things. Yeah, I mean, all, all sorts of resistance because I've been trying so many things over the years and nothing really made any significant difference for very long. So I, I did have a lot of resistance. I mean, it's also scary to go into those feelings, to, to re-experience those traumas. And, and sometimes, you know, people think it's actually going to kill them. It's going to annihilate them. It's just so scary to re-experience those feelings. But it just takes doing it a few times on maybe smaller traumas. To, and then you can look back and say, oh, okay, I did make it to the other side. And that is where the freedom is. And um, and as I said, I, I'm, I'm a pretty determined person. I've been, I've been wanting things to change for so long and to find something that finally did make a difference. It, it just inspired me to keep going. Mm. So we're talking about EFT, emotional freedom tapping, right? Emotional freedom technique, I think technique, is the original. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yep, thanks for correcting that. Emotional freedom technique. And that's something that takes how long to learn? <laughs> well, we just did it. Five minutes. Really? <laughs> <laughs> that's all there is to it yeah there's you know there's nuances to it a lot of people don't know what to say they don't know the words to use so um i suggest people just imagine that they're talking to their best friend and telling them exactly what happens their full truth and you just keep telling them over and over as you're tapping and that's that works really well you can also just do it on a single word right you could just tap on ADHD, because people get a, that association of that word or the acronym ADHD with a whole bunch of different um, judgments. Yep. And if you let the emotion of that go, it just becomes 
all letters, right? ADHD. And it doesn't have the charge around it anymore. So then when you hear someone say that word, the acronym again, you're not going to have the same reaction. And even that change alone would make a difference in your world. Mm. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. And so this can be learned in, let's say, five, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, but it'd probably take a few weeks to really get like the habit and to keep doing it. How come not more doctors or psychologists or psychiatrists are recommending this? I mean, I've, I've seen it being recommended, you know, here and there, like, I mean, rarely, but, but there are a lot of practitioners out there doing it, but how come it's not mainstream yet? Why do you think that is? <laughs> I think in a lot of ways it is mainstream, but not through the um, the medical industry because you can learn it on your own. You, d- you don't need anyone else. You don't need to pay anyone else to do it. You can just learn it. The person who developed it, Gary Craig, he gave it away for free. So it took off really quickly. Um, a lot of people out there now have kind of moved it more into the positive thinking realm which I totally disagree with because it's, it's power is in accepting the negative that's already in us. Yeah. But, you know, again, we're told think positive, but whenever we think positive, we're actually suppressing again, our actual feeling. So yeah. the power in EFT is in just addressing the negative because that's what's stored in the body. The positive's there underneath the negative. We don't have to push the positive in. It's already there. What we need to do is get rid of the, the negative. Well, I think what you're talking about is something that's come up recently, which is this spiritual bypassing, right? This uh, all is well and all is good. And, you know, at the core, yes. But I agree that if we, um, you know, sort of deny our feelings or emotions, uh, the stage for the moment, right? If the awareness is not there to say, oh, I have hate in me, right? Because we, nobody wants to be seen as a hater or as a racist or as a judger or any of that, right? But we're all human. We have things there. And to ignore them, uh, actually, like what I'm hearing is to ignore that, it, it keeps it alive in our body. It does, yes. It's, it's actually a part of our body that we're not looking at. Mm-hmm. And I know from my, my inner work, from being able to go inside, um, it's kind of like my dad's voice. It's like, once I've let go of the tension, I see the light there. And at that point, I realized, oh, it was dark before, but now it's light. So it does actually release the darkness inside of us. Mm, yeah, I love that. I love that. And what kind of world do you see looking forward in the future? Can we create if we're all into uh, releasing those, emo- honoring them first, right? Releasing them. What kind of world do you see we could create? I think we've got huge potential to create heaven on earth here. But you're right, we have to accept, I mean, there's so much division right now, right, on everything, there's so many emotions, and if we all, whatever side of any issue we're on, if we accept our emotions and just let that anger, that frustration pass through us, mm-hmm. not just about the, um, the specific issue, but the feelings we have about people on the other side, right, yeah. we all, there's a whole bunch of emotions there. And if we let them all go at that point, we, we heal the divide and we come together in peace. That's beautiful. Yeah, I, I, I felt like just having the vision of what's possible if we were all into this, uh, call it technique or believe, right, that 
there will be less stressed out people out in the road. There'll be less hate, less anger, because it'll be dealt with at home, right? In our own privacy, right? Like you said, to go in the bathroom and you release it. You don't have to go out and be road rage, right? Right. Um, yeah. And that goes all the way to war, right? If we take it all the way to the next level. So I appreciate that, that vision. Uh, and how can people find you right now? And I'll put this in the show notes, of course. Okay, yeah, I have a website, anhins.com. I've also got a YouTube channel that I'm putting a lot of videos out and I'm about to put one up about EFT, slightly different um, than we did today. I, I did more the traditional one today here, but I, I've kind of tweaked it a little bit. And I have a book called A Pathway to Insight, where I wrote down all the steps that I went through and um, my take on the law of attraction and, and how we store, how we're programmed in childhood. Beautiful. And I also have a YouTube, um, sorry, a Facebook public page that, you know, I'd love people to ask questions. I, I'm happy to ask, answer questions on there. Absolutely. Thanks for sharing that. I will put all that in the show notes so you know how to reach Anne and so you can perhaps bring some some EFT into your life, some tapping that will help you or your child, in this case with ADHD, to simply calm the nervous system, to simply acknowledge what's so, and then to release that, have those emotions come out, feel the feels, right? And so I really appreciate you coming on, Anne. This has been very insightful uh, and inspiring. And I'm glad we both found the right time to have this interview. <laughs> Great. Thank you for having me. I love these in-depth um, talks, conversations. Me too. Perhaps we'll do a follow-up in the future. Sounds good. All right. Thank you, Anne.